0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Welcome back to Believe UCLA. I'm your host, Travis. Today we have a couple of subjects to talk about. We first, we're going to talk about UCLA, two home victories versus Cal and Stanford. And then we're going to go over their next two road games that that uh, pretty much the last four games of the season, last, last home stretch before the Pac-12 tournament, and the NCAA tournament. We're going to go over their games at Utah and at Colorado, two tough places to play. And we're uh, we're also going to go over Coach Cronin's uh, comments on his seeding because they came out with a pre-bracket and where they have UCLA uh, in it. It's kind of ridiculous, I think, compared to what their ranking is and what they've done so far in in the season. But we'll get into that as well. And we'll also get into just a little bit Of players getting ready for the NFL combine coming up next month, you know, such as the, I'm gonna just go with a big three uh, in my head, which is uh, quarterback, you know, obviously Thompson, uh, Zach Charbonnet, running back, and then Jake Bobo. You know, all three are, I think, can make big impacts in the NFL, you know, if they get on the right situations. And before we start all that, we want to say shout out to Belief. You know, appreciate you know everybody for listening and keep appreciate the numbers. You know, still staying high for Believe in UCLA, you know, all the fans who will listen. I appreciate y'all. Um, you know, like I said, you know, things might change, things might not, it just kind of depends on the numbers. Uh so we're gonna, you know, we're gonna continue. But first, I want to shout out UCLA's uh 17th ranked UCLA women's basketball who almost pulled off the upset at Stanford uh, tonight. Uh, I was like, they're about to win it. I actually watched the game. Steph Curry was there. I thought they played really hard, really well. Uh, they had an opportunity, but he just didn't finish out the game. Stanford ended up winning by, you know, five seventy one sixty six. But UC, UCLA played great. They were up 65-66 with maybe like minutes to go or something like that, maybe less. Uh, I thought they was going to win. I thought they was going to pull out the biggest upset, you know, of the year. So uh, they didn't. But I want to give a shout out to them. I think they're going to make some noise in the tournament. Um, want to shout to you know women's team. Like I said, they played their butts off. So respect. But we're going to get into it. We're going to get into the. Uh, we're going to go Cal then Stanford because Cal is probably one of the worst teams in the in the country, really. Obviously, the worst team in the Pac-12 are 3-23, and 3-24, and something like that. Uh, they're not, you know, the game really isn't almost not really worth, like, if you said they would have lost this game, somebody would have got fired. <laughs> so, you know, they won the game by 30, 32 points. You know, 78-43, I'm sorry. You know, Cal scored, I want to say, 15 points in the first half, 15 in the second, something like that. It wasn't really, it wasn't a game, you know, UCLA didn't even really play that well. They only shot six for 20 from the three, uh, you know, 30%. And obviously they shot 51% from the field, you know, being led by once again, by Jaime Hawkins. I think Jaime Hawkins has kind of took the lead for player of the year. I think his competition from Arizona has had, you know, a couple bad games. He hasn't really been playing well since he had that big 40 point outburst against Oregon at at you know at home. So I think Jaime, if he continues to do what he's doing, I think he, he could really uh win this Pac-12 play of the year. Um and if you see like, finishes first, how can you deny him? How can you deny him? You know, so um I'm just really Excited to see what happens, you know, in these last four games because everything is going to be on the line. Um, so, like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think, uh, you know, with UCLA having the momentum being 14 to 2 in the Pac 12, they look good. You know, I think Bailey, they're trying to still work him back. He had a good game against Cal, he had like 16 points. Um, you know, we're going to get into the Stanford game, but he can't, you know, kind of bounce back from that, you know, terrible Stanford game. I felt that he really, you know, kind of tried to be more aggressive this game. Uh, and like I said, he played, you know, he played decent. He, you know, he played, definitely played decent. You know, you know, when you're a highly talented freshman, I feel, and you have all this pressure on him like he does. I just and I know that he goes through it, so I just hope he continues to be better because I think he's a wild card of the team. Um, I think, you know, the team, like I said, should go through Jaime. And, you know, Jaime, you know, should be the guy, I feel, um, for them to go to the next level. For them to go to where they want to go to, Jaime has to be the guy. And so you know, I think that without after him, you know, Clark and Tiger, you know, you know, they should do their thing, you know, but like Bailey's that wild card. He's the guy that kind of played what Jules Bernard has been playing the last couple of years. Just that wild card kind of can create his own shot, can rebound, can pass, can do it all athletic. But sometimes he's a little inconsistent because he's a freshman. But that's okay. I think, you know, he's learning now. And I think he knows, look, um, if I'm going to be that NBA guy that everybody said I was going to be, I have to kill these next four games in the in the season, these last four in the season, and then the Pac-12 tournament and then the NCAA tournament. Then I could put my name as one of those guys. Right now, if you look at the NBA list, I don't even think he's on it. You know, so I'm I'm curious to see you know how he's going to continue to be better and better and better. Like I said, Jaime had 20 points, eight rebounds, only in 26 minutes. You know, uh, played really good, really strong. And, you know, Cal didn't really have anybody to guard him, so he, he dominated. Like I said, Bailey added 16 points and nine rebounds, seven for 12 from the field, played really good, really efficient. Um, and Clark had 13 points, you know. So, like I said, you, it wasn't really a game. Cal's, like I said, one of the worst teams in the country, they're three and twenty-four. I mean, the coach coaching staff will probably be blown up at the end of the year. Um, they're not really good at all. That's why I wanted to kind of get that game out of the way first, <laughs> because it really wasn't. You know, it was like I said, it wasn't. It wasn't a game. It was just kind of like what UCLA should do: beat Cal. You know, kind of get ready for the next weekend. Don't get nobody hurt. You know, it was. Like I said, they what they led at one point, fifty nine twenty two. It really wasn't, you know, it really wasn't uh, any of that of a game. So, like I said, I think UCLA, you know, they clinched the first. What they did do was clinch a first round bye in uh, the Pac twelve tournament, so they don't have to play that, you know, that fourth game. But I already knew that that was going to be happening. Um, yeah, and so. UCLA improves to 15-0 at home. They only have two more games left. I don't remember the last time they finished the season, you know, finished the season undefeated at home, but they have an opportunity to. So, we'll see. Like I said, I just think that, like, they played really good. And, like I said, Cal just wasn't that good. (laughs) So, we're going to go back to the Stanford game, which was the Thursday game and the game I actually was at. Along with a couple of my friends, Matt Barnes, Ryan Bailey, I saw um, who else? Uh, Troy Aikman was there, you know. And I, w- I want to say this to Troy Aikman: he is the most in shape <laughs> guy for a quarterback. Like he look like he can still play, I and mean, that's how much he in shape he's in. Um, and so like I just was like, man, you know, uh, he looks really good. Troy Aikman looks really good. You know, I said, you know, shout out to Matt. You know, and Matt, you know, Matt and, and Moose and, uh, you know, Toby Bale. I know he was out I didn't get a chance to see him, but he was there. So that was the game, really. Stanford, uh, better than their record, a lot better than what their record is. They're only 11-15, but they remind me of the old Stanford. Like, you know, they had a lot of bigs, clogged the lane. Uh, made UCLA take a lot of tough shots. You know, UCLA like, didn't really play good trailed at the half, was really trailing almost the whole game, you know, until the second half. I think what happened was, you know, Jaime started to get going. Like, once he got going, he got more aggressive, started scoring, you know, you know, got to the free throw line, got 11 free throws, 9 for 11, you know, had 26 points, like nine rebounds. I think with him it was a situation where he got aggressive and then, hence, everybody else got aggressive. Um that second half because I didn't know if they was gonna win. They trailed a lot of that game, you know. Um, he didn't even start Tiger or Bailey in the second half. Uh, I think Bailey. I think he really had his worst game as a Bruin. I, you know, I don't even know if he scored. You know, I think uh, he had. I think zero points. No, uh, yeah, he had zero points. He had like four four turnovers. Only played sixteen minutes. Over five from the field was not effective at all. Tiger didn't play good at all. Tiger was only two for seven, only played 24 minutes. Um, and had seven points. I think what happened was, uh, you know, the freshmen stepped up. You know, Singleton obviously played good, but I felt the freshman point guard, they didn't necessarily score a lot, but they did contribute in a way of playing hard and not really turning the ball over too much. They had good defense. You know, the score was, you know, 73 to 64. Um, The second half was really just the Clark and Jaime Hawkins show. You know, Jaime went to work that second half, you know, scoring a lot, 26 points, nine rebounds, you know, getting little free throw line jumpers, going to the basket, getting and ones. You know, I thought that the game was really a nip and tuck, but I also felt like, the game was, you know, like he, if he didn't step up and do what he did, they probably would have lost. You know, that's just the way I felt it. If he didn't step up, um, you know, it would if he didn't step up, they might have lost. Period. Because he, you know, even Coach Cronin was like, it was way too rocky of a game. You know, I think that, you know, Coach said he they weren't ready for the fight. Stanford fought, like I said, but I think they they kind of got into a rhythm in the second half. Um, and like I said, I, I you know, I think that, you know, UCLA has the tools. They have the tools. And I'ma keep telling y'all, I'ma keep saying it, we go as far as Jaime takes us. If Jaime's this guy me, like they played against Stanford, I think they can go to the Final Four because I think I don't think anybody in the country can guard him. I think he's the matchup problem for every team in the country. I really do. You know, um, You know, I don't think there's anything else to say besides they go as far as whoever way he takes them. I think Jaime is a great player. He can do everything. He can bring the ball up. He brings the ball up. He plays point guard. He plays, you know, point forward. He rebounds. He plays the post. He plays the wing. He plays defense. Honestly, I, he can be defensive player of the year and player of the year this year. I don't think they'll give it to him because I've never seen them do that before, but he could be both. I think Jalen Carr could probably be defensive player of the year and then he'll be player of the year. Um, So I really feel like, you know, UCLA had great, excuse me, they had great, you know, like a great second half outscored Sanford by 13, 46 to 33. And like I said, it continues to win in the second half. So I was nervous being there. I was like, man, they they can lose to Stanford, you know, Stanford 11-15, you know. (laughs) But uh, like I said, I'm happy behind me, kind of like, nope, not on our march. We ain't losing, not today. Not today. And that's what happened. Down the stretch, it was him and Clark, score, score, score. And then once they turn up the pressure – I think you know Stanford can handle it. And kind of found a way to lose. I always said, you know, I've been told before, like good, bad teams always find a way to lose. Good teams always find a way to win, and that's what happened with Stanford. They found a way to lose. Um, you know, like I said, you said I completes the, you know, have two more games at home against Arizona, Arizona State. Um, they're you know on twenty-two game home winning streak. You know, you don't lose games at home. You just don't if you want to be that team. But fourteen to two in the Pac-12. Uh, just rolling you know we're just they're just rolling right now um, but we're going to get into what you know Nick Cronin said about the rankings because the NCAA came out with their first like if you want to say pre-ranking rankings of the tournament seeds and not only Did they have the four Frank Drews, who is fourth in the AP poll and college poll. They had them as not only the two seed, but the last two seed borderline on the three seed. Uh, And Coach Cronin was like, it's, I can say, I could sum it up in a word, comical. And he's right. They have, not only they have uh, Kansas over them. And Kansas has more losses. They have Arizona over them, who's Arizona's playing in the same league as them. <laughs> and they're 13 and four, and UCLA is 14 and two. They're two games behind UCLA, and they still had Arizona ahead of them. they had Arizona basically as the number one or the number two, two seed, and UCLA is the last two seed. Now, it doesn't matter, obviously. And UCLA, if they went out, Say they win their next four games, they'll be twenty-seven and four. And if you take out those two games they lost in the beginning of the season versus Illinois um, and Baylor, they're really twenty and two. You know, you take out those bad losses in the beginning. You know, they won the first three and then they lost those two. Uh, and back-to-back nights, and then they've been rolling ever since. They lost, obviously, the one game against uh, SC, and the one game against uh, Arizona. Now, UCLA's resume, they've beaten a lot of tournament teams. They went to Maryland when Maryland was ranked number 16 in the country and destroyed them, and then that same weekend, they went and beat Kentucky in New York. And they've beaten SC, which is a tournament team. They've beaten a lot of teams that are tournament bound teams. Uh they've swept Oregon. Uh you know, they, they have a chance to sweep Arizona State. I just think that like they're not getting the respect he says. Coach Connor says it's because of the fact that they're leaving the Pac twelve and they're kind of a lame duck team. Uh, after next year, and just like you know, the the they, they made the they made a lot of people mad leaving the Pac-12, so that's why they're gonna give them a a boo-boo seed, <laughs> a shitty seed, if you want to say. Now I don't know if it's like that, but if they went out and they beat Arizona, avenged that loss, in twenty-seven to four, they should be fighting for a one, no question. They they rock and put their resume versus anybody's. With 27 wins, only four losses, and a Pac-12 champion. Now, what happens in the Pac 12 tournament? We'll see. You know, um, they get to the championship game, which would be another two, three wins. They're 30 and 4, and let's just say they lose to Arizona. They're 31 and 5, or 30 and 5. You telling me 30 and 5 ain't in one seed? But I get it. I think what would happen is if they beat Arizona at home uh, in four games, the winner of the Pac-12 championship, if they played Arizona, would be the one seed. And then the other one would be the two. You know, if Arizona wins, they would have took two out of three from UCLA. UCLA wins their Pac-12 champs. They would have took two out of three from Arizona. They would have won 31 games or whatever the case is, 30 games, 31 games, whatever it is they would be a one seed. They were, their resume would be a one seed because they would have beat Arizona twice, beat SC, beat Kentucky, beat Maryland, you know, same with Arizona. And they would have beat UCLA twice, won the Pac-12 tournament again, you know, like it just I think if UCLA wins they went out there in one seed. That's, you know, I think that's that's what all that matters. So, we will see what happens. I'm actually interested to see, you know, what the NCAA does after these next four games. You know, um, and so that's what I'm really, really, really looking forward to see. And you, like I said, it's, you see, they control their own destiny, period. They control their own destiny. Um, you know, and I think that they can really, really make a lot of noise in the tournament. You know, if they get the right brackets, right, right, everything going on, I think they can really make some noise in the tournament. So, but we'll see. Like I said, we'll see. But we're going to also talk about the next two, you know, road games—the last two road games of the season—versus Utah and in Colorado. And both of these games were tough games for UCLA at home, even though the 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 score doesn't seem that way. I think the I was at the Utah game; it was a little bit more a little bit more out there than you know people. You know, like they ended up winning sixty eight forty nine. It ended up being. You know, a 19-point game, but I thought it was like a tough game. Plus, uh, Utah was missing their best player, their center. Um, You know, he didn't play that game. So, you know, they ended up winning by, you know, by 20 points or 19 points, rather. Uh, What they did was they kind of took away Jaime. They made other people beat them. So Jaime didn't really have a good game. He was 3-4-11 from the field. He had 12 rebounds and six assists. He only had eight points. Uh, Boa had one of his best games, if not his best game of the season. He had 15 points, eight rebounds that game. He and Campbell Tiger had 17.7 assists. Uh, they was actually missing uh, Bailey that game. You know he didn't even play; he was still injured. Um, you know Clark had 11, so they you know like they, they had a roundabout game. You know Utah was missing their best player at the time, so. Utah still, Utah it's hard to play there. It's like, uh, it's hard to play in that gym. The fans are rowdy and, you know, it's going to be a tough environment for UCLA to play on, you know, on Thursday. So it's going to be interesting to see Utah's fighting for their tournament lives. They need another big win. They beat Arizona already, but if you beat Arizona and UCLA, you're probably in with 20 wins. Like I said, right now, they're 17 and 11. They're still a really good team. And I think it's going to be an unusual shock of how many people, uh, how many teams get into the tournament. This is just me, you know, uh, how many Pac-12 teams. Because I, I think the Pac-12 can easily get uh, five teams, you know, five teams. And I think UCLA is obviously in as a one or a two. Uh, Arizona's in as a one or a two. Uh, SC's in as like a eight to 10 seed Oregon could be in and Utah could be in. So uh, those are now that none of the, like there's only Arizona UCLA for the Pac-12 tournament champion or regular season champ. But as far as five teams getting in five teams from the Pac-12 could get in. Now we'll see what happens down the stretch. Um, You know, so it's going to be interesting to see, like I said, you know, Utah still led by their center, you know, a seven-foot center, uh, Carlson. Uh, Brendan Carlson, seven-foot, you know, still averaging 16 points, seven rebounds. And so, like I said, he didn't play last game, so it was going to be a, a tough a tough challenge for Boa coming up. So I'm I'm really excited for that. Really excited for that game. And then they played Colorado, which was a really difficult game at, at Poly even though UCLA ended up winning the game by 14 points. I really thought I was like, man, this is a struggle. (laughs) You know, it's definitely a struggle for them to win. But even though they, like I said, they won the game, uh, it it definitely was a struggle. I thought UCLA, you know, both games was, you know, really tough games. Both games, you know, teams played hard. So, and Colorado was really hard. You know, they're a little bit better than what their record is. You know, they're, not, you know, like they're not as bad as what their record is, but like I say, they play hard, they play together. Um, it's going to be interesting to see that game. Jaime had went off, you know, he had 23 points and 13 rebounds. He was aggressive, like I said, he was aggressive. Clark was aggressive at 18 and eight rebounds. Tiger added 11 and five, Bo had nine and five. So, you know, the starters really played, you know, the dominating minutes. You know, Jaime played basically the whole game, played 39 minutes that game. So, um, we'll see what happens on the road because you're going to need to have some legs, but I think if UCLA can just figure out and take care of their business, I think they'll be okay. Um, you know, but there's going to be really tough games. Now, after these next two games, we'll talk about obviously the finale, uh, with the two biggest games of the season versus Arizona state and Arizona, but let's hope that UCLA continues to win, continues to push on to that Pac-12 championship, That we need, baby. Let's go Bruins. Um, Now, last subject for the day. We're going to talk a tiny, small bit about the three, like I said, the big three players going, you know, training going into the uh, combine is happening. The only reason I'm talking about the the combine now because they just the uh, HBCU had their NFL combine. They're having their NFL combine this week kind of ahead of the combine schedule And so, uh, like, you know, obviously in April, I believe that the the actual compound will be there. Now, I'm not sure if uh, Thompson was invited. I'm pretty sure he will be. Uh, Obviously, you know, Zach Charbonnet would be invited. I thought that he was the best running back in the country. Um, And then Jake Bobo, both. I think all of them would be invited, you know, to the compound. So, and all of them, I think, could be high-level starters for the right situational team. So... I think, uh, you know, they. I've, I've read, you know, the NFL, uh, you know, uh, draft orders. They got, you know, Thompson in that day three range, possibly day two, but most likely day three, kind of that fourth round and below kind of range. They got Zarbonnet, Zach Zarbonnet is like that second. I mean, that he can go as high as the second round. But I, uh, I was, they were saying he's a third, fourth, fifth rounder, which is insane to me. Like I said, I thought he was the best uh, running back in the country. Um, and they got Jake. Oh, they had Jake as like a six round pick. You know, some of them I seen, some I didn't see he was going to be drafted. But I'd be he'd be a free agent. But some of them had him as like a fifth, fifth, sixth rounder. So I just wanted to talk about those three getting ready. I'm really curious to see what they do at the combines and how they do, you know, and, you know, what's, what's going to happen with them going forward. So, uh, but yeah, like I said, let's go Bruins, you know, coming up this week, got the big game uh, Thursday and uh, Saturday, big road, last row games of the season. Maybe it's that time. It's that ticking time uh, to where like, you know, it's just time to start locking in, lock in. There is no, you know, mistakes, there's no worrying about women, there's no worrying about girls, no, none of that. It's lock in. You lock, you gotta lock in. And UCLA has to lock in right now. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh we'll have obviously the you know, the Pac twelve tournament uh special uh show <laughs> after you know after these next four games and then we'll have um the NCAA tournament you know after after the selection Sunday comes out on the March 11th or 12th March 12th so like I said it's it's less than a month away now you know it was basically three weeks away three four weeks away UCLA has four games left let's finish out strong you know I think my I think my prediction was about 27 28 game wins and they're right on pace. They win out. They have 27 wins and they win a couple in the pac 12 to They would be up to about 29, 30 wins. Around that. That's what I thought they were gonna be. So, yeah. Um, I think they're right on pace. So let's lock in, fellas. Let's keep this winning, keep this winning going. All right. Well, uh, thank y'all for listening uh to this show. <laughs> um appreciate it. And like I said, please like, share, and subscribe, you know uh to the show. Uh let your friends know. Let you know, pass it around. Let people, you know, let know about UCLA love. Uh show all the love. Um anybody come up to me. Cause I do go to UCLA games all the time, football and basketball. So I'll I'll be at the Arizona game when they play them at home uh in a couple of weeks. Definitely everybody gonna be at that one. <laughs> so uh you know if you see me, you know, shout out. I shout out, you know, whatever the case is. All right. Well you can follow me. At Travis W Reed on Instagram, uh, that's R E E D, Travis W, and Travis W Reed on Facebook. Uh, I post all my social media on both those sites. You know, I have my link tree on on the on my link, you know, Instagram page, so like you can follow each show or whatever show that you thought was special, whatever the case is, it's on there. So feel free like i said if you have any questions about the show please dm me uh, at on instagram so or facebook or message me on facebook i'll respond and i'll answer whatever you want me to answer uh on the show so on the next show obviously so thank y'all for listening talk to y'all later peace Travis W. Reed on Facebook. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.